So Allie is like obsessed with chewing my phone cable and she was on my lap acting cute for the entirety of the podcast so far. But then just in that moment, she decided to leap up and start trying to like devour my cord. So I was like, stop. Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Straight out of the Scarlet Hall and into higher eye-level difficulty, I'm Slidewessel. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag, with Cubby Bub to my right, Though she will not be on the episode because she is in Red Ridge fighting a boar. No scrubs allowed on this podcast. You gotta be working. She's gotta make 120 before week's end or else she's out of here. Kick her out. And it's actually super exciting because now gear, there's no cap on gear anymore. So if you bitches will go run a Mythic 14 right now, you're gonna get 465 gear. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised this week by the gear that I got in my cache, as well as the gear that's just now available by like all of the means by which to get gear. I feel trapped by the gear that I got from my chest this week because it was a Ooh. ring with 80 corruption. Well, well, 80 corruption? What's the apex? Do you remember it? Uh, it is the one where you, all of your secondary abilities are higher if you have a certain amount of corruption. I'm like, I definitely had it. So I'm looking at this ring and I'm like, it's almost like the ring from Lord of the Rings. Like, you're so powerful, but I have to mold myself around you to use you. You have a very good ring, my friend. And I guess the good news is that the further into 8.3 we go, the better your cape will be. And then like, it'll go down a little bit on like how much it affects you. Like, literally, I had to pick up the other one of the new essences just to have enough corruption resistance to make it where like deathwing himself doesn't chase me (laughs) yeah because i eight is a fuck ton that means so there are different levels of it and it can titan forge or sorry corrupt forge up it's a tier two or a tier three ranking that's what's stupid is that it doesn't tell you outright but by you telling mm-hmm. me that it's 80 corruption value, then I know because all mine are like 30 corruption value at my, at my highest. Absolute highest is 30. The rest are like 10, 15. I'm like, okay, I guess this is fine. Yeah, I think I have one piece that is 20% and that's the only one that I'm wearing. But my cape is like negative 27. So I have like no corruption. I think I have 56 or 60 corruption, like base corruption. But with my cape, I'm down to just 28 regular corruption on me. So I only have like the first two affixes right now. I had to straight up, my bracers used to be corrupted. I had to scrub them because like, I can't afford you to be any more evil. This ring is like all the evil i'll ever need so there was a long time spent yesterday just like how can i wear you ring well you know we're already here let's just what if we just talked about corruption stuff right now because i feel like we can talk a little bit about it because i have some concerns i think i i think i like it but at the same time it's crazy how much one piece can change your dps and it's also Mm -hmm. crazy how you don't know how much it's gonna change your dps vibe I feel like there's a lot of confusion about how corruption even works, or maybe I just don't completely understand it. So if somebody 
one of you two wants to give me a 101 course on it real fast. Um, As far as I know, it's mostly just you get cool abilities, but the cool abilities are outweighed by like possibility of negative things. And the more negative it gets, the worse it gets. I know when I first got my ring, I was like, this should be fine. I can deal with corruption stuff. And it summoned like a man who came and stabbed me. And I was like, oh, but maybe further further on to 8.3 that man will be more manageable if that man catches you you're fucking dead that's at the 40 corruption value i believe and at 40 corruption yeah this, that's this the man 61. will just chase you at 60 what the yeah. fuck's 40 then uh if i remember correctly 20 is if you get hit you get slowed 40 is the eyeball that zaps you in like a circle and the 60 is the man comes out and hurts you, and he gets stronger and faster the more corrupted you are. And there was one for 80, but I was like, no, sir. There was one guy on our team who had a really good piece, and he cleansed that piece by accident. He lo- he literally lost 2,000 DPS. He went down in numbers mm. about how strong he was that much. Are there a set number of bonus positive things that are just distributed amongst the gear, or do certain pieces of gear just have certain positive things that they are able to do? That's a very good question. I'm not sure how they match, if, if they match Corruption Aphex with peace i do know that there's about as much as a deck of cards so there's maybe 51 or 50 different corruption affixes i i think they can just be applied wildly to any piece that can forge so it's like a very high variance out there though i've only seen like four so i guess i i have really have no idea we're a podcast who should know this stuff and we only know half of the information <laughs> I mean, well, we aren't saying that we're one of the most knowledgeable podcasts or that people should take us as a news source, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, and honestly, anyone listening should know to never take us as a news source, because who knows what the hell we're going to say next. God, no. Never. <laughs> take us in the moment. It's like a, a secret service thing. Just listen to us for an hour and then immediately forget whatever we said. Yeah, and I, I want to talk a little bit, actually, about this mythic great race, but before I do that, I'm going to get it over with. I'm going to pull a time warp. The first one of 2020. Oh, no. New year, new topics. Time warp. It's 2020, so it's been a while since we've had a time warp, or really any of our segments at all. Um, Time warp, how it works is they have 40 seconds, the length of time warp, to answer as many correct answers to my question as they can. And this question will be as follows. Are you ready? Yeah, are you ready? Yes. Surprisingly, I actually am ready. I've been sitting on this one for three weeks now. I need you guys to name as many members, named members of the Black Dragon Flight as you can. Ready, set, go. Neltharion, um, Deathwing. Um, oh, Ebonhorn. Uh, shit. Um, I don't know. Because I, mean, I feel Varixia, like we killed them all, right? <laughs> Sinestria. Oh god, are these all? Um, all of them? Shit. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Now, Fairy, uh. Time! That was the quickest 40 seconds of my life! <sighs> you people. Yes? Or, immune on that one. I also, I also didn't time it. I hope that I got the 40 seconds what? right. Okay, <laughs> you assuredly did not. 
Uh, well, you know what, listeners? I was kind of close. As you can hear, I left in the timer in the editing. Uh, I was off by maybe 15 to 20 seconds. But they weren't guessing anything anyway, so I say this all time, right? Uh, okay, anyway, back to the podcast. Okay, look at I'm sitting here, and I was like, time's probably almost up, right? And I'm staring at my clock, and I was like... I was ready, and never pressed start on the stopwatch. <laughs> Remember, like you, you had a month to prepare, <laughs> and I even asked you, "Are you ready?" I literally was holding the stopwatch in my hand. Immune, look, it was clutching my claws like this. I just never pressed it. I think I'm getting sick. I think I have the coronavirus. Personally, I'm more of a Bud Light virus myself. Listen, I'm a little rusty, but also to be fair, Arid, you would have had the name. One to two more names to catch up. So what were the answers? Immune hit me with Rathion, Onyxia, Ebonhorn. Aaron hit me with... Now you said Sinestria. Her name's Sinestra, but I was going to give it to you. And then you said Naltharion. But you also said Deathwing, and Naltharion is Deathwing. Uh, He's I'm just like Nefarion, a different... his Yeah, you think I think. Um, but I was like, well, technically they're kind of two people, but like they're kind of not. But and it's like, no, okay. So I think it's fair to say immune one. Okay, well, Cubby Bub can attest. I'm taking my drink. What did you drink? We actually picked up some margarita mix. Jose Cuervo. Jose Uh-oh. Cuervo. Just keeping me on my shit. We picked it up at the store. So here goes the last of it. Do you guys want to talk just a tiny little bit about what we did in WoW this week? Yeah, I did I did some stuff outside of 8.3. I'm willing to talk about that. So, but you know me, I'm I'm a shy lover. Uh immune. What did you do this week in the World of Warcraft? Well, one of the non 8.3 things that I did this week was I continued on my personal quest to obtain the Violet Proto-Jake, and I am very close to getting the Lunar New Year achievements done. I only have one achievement Ooh. left, and it's the one where I have to go through the dungeons, and I'm, I have like three or four more dungeons to go through to honor those elders, so I just need to like do it. It'll probably take like another hour. I'll probably get it over the course of this next week, but I will say overall, this achievement has been one of the more taxing, but outside of the achievement itself, I did the quests that made it so that I can get the permanent flower crowns, which is new this year, I believe, right? Uh, I think so. This is the holiday we have to go around and get all the elders, right? That's really all there is, but there's like a billion fucking elders out there in the world. Yeah, there's probably like 20 to 30 on Kalimdor, and then a similar amount on Eastern Kingdoms, and then you have to go to Northrend, and then you have to infiltrate three of the Horde cities, and you have to visit three of the Alliance cities, and you have to go through like 20 dungeons, Oof. and yeah, it's... It's not the most exciting. This one, I would say, is probably bottom three in my list of these holidays to do. As a professional, uh, what a long, strange trip it's been adventure. I can tell you that much. Now, as one who's done all three of them, so this is bottom three. What are the other two? Because I'm really looking forward to one of them. Wintervale was probably the worst. I don't actually remember why I was so mad, but I remember being very upset. Because um, I'm really looking forward no. to you saying what I think you're going to say next. What am I going to say next? Now, I want to know what you think I'm going to say next. Children's Day is the stupidest holiday. It's so upsetting to me that we have to do that to get Jake. Of all the holidays I've done, I was like, this is nowhere 
as near as annoying as having this human child follow me and watch me lose battleground after battleground. That's a pretty bad one, but I actually don't think it's my bottom three. Mm. Because I I remember the battleground part, the first time we tried to do it was awful. For some reason, the time when I went back and I, I finished it up this year, it wasn't as bad. But Winter Veil is similarly as bad because it has battleground stuff bases. But if you die in the battleground, that's it. You missed out on part of the achievement and had to go back in again. I don't remember what's in between the two. Anyway, I mean, back to you. Well, that's basically it. I mean, that's the only real not new content that we're going to talk about later. So, Slide, what about you? I think I'm officially living my life as a Death Knight for the next whoever knows how many months. I feel like I understand how this class works. I have been grinding out all kinds of stuff for this man. You know you care for a man when you take him out to do the war campaign to get your followers so you can do missions at work. That's what I did. (laughs) And let me tell you, it was hell. I've done this so many times. I'm so sick of this war campaign. Why do I have to keep doing it for followers? Okay, the so this is, tell this us is, is realistically that... your 11th time doing it? Realistically, this is probably my fifth time doing the war campaign, which is still a lot of fucking times. Yeah, because you had Bludgeon, you had Deoxy, you had now Alan. Well, but I think I would, I, I could say I've had, honest to God, five real contenders that I wanted to play in this expansion so five of them went through like the, like all of it just to get the fucking ads right and get the fucking questing done and the fight points and all that bullshit but quickly alan is becoming pretty caught up because of his fucking human exclusivities his rep tab is impressive as fuck i have almost all the bfa factions to honored because just the human rep adds up so quickly and I've been putting contracts on. I've got rank three essences coming out the butt now. I ran Mechagon Mythic Plus four times just to get these sprockets to make my rank three best in slot essence. Mm. But most importantly of all, I think we have official confirmation that Blizzard Entertainment listens to our podcast. Oh, shit. I didn't know about this. What happened? If you remember... Way back when, when I was on my, I think it was on my mage, and I was complaining, I was crying like a baby about how fucking core lane in Drosfar, you were not able to access, like, half of the fucking map's flight points because mm-hmm. of, it was, it was locked behind Storygate. I was on my death night, flying past core lane, and I see on the ground under me a green exclamation mark, and I had not done any Drosfar questing. And I was like, no fucking way. No fucking way. I land, and they have officially added Core Lane as a flight point for all your alts. So I don't know how far in the campaign you have to get. I don't know if you have to have completed the quest in the first place on an alt. I don't know. Now, I will say, I believe this is something that we personally plead to Ian himself on the podcast. So... Maybe this is confirmation that Ian listens to this podcast. It is interesting. He did post a picture the other day of him in one of our Do Not Relent shirts, which is interesting because I feel like we only made three of them. So (laughs) he went and bootlegged our bootleg merchandise. Very intriguing. Oh, Ian, you you can pay for our shit. It's fine. It's really, really weird how all of a sudden I'm back to being melee, and I don't know how to feel about it. I feel I feel estranged from you guys. You guys are both rain, technically. Well, I will say that the other day you said, it's nice to be back in melee. And then when you're on your mage, like, doing stuff with me, you're like, I miss being in melee. 
I forgot I said that. The so truth I think you're doing fine. <laughs> I, think, I think you found new friends. Well, it was crazy. I mean, guys, I am a top 10 simulated DPS death knight on US Proudmoore of all the Alliance Proudmoore death knights ever. That's actually real. <laughs> I I thought that was a humble brag, but that's just real. I think it only says that I'm the 10th highest DPS is because I ran like seven or eight Mythic Dungeons on that on last week, when in reality, no one's probably going to be running any until this week. And then also, I think we all got shit drops from the raid because there's one trinket in Nihilotha that is our best in slot like 10 times over. Like it is way better than any other trinket you could ever get ever. The one under it is fucking Ashvane's trinket from fucking Nash. Ajatar, still. Like, what? Speaking of trinkets, I was on the Holy Priest Discord, and I saw this neat little graph about which ones are, like, sim to be the best for Holy Priests right now, and I was like, oh yeah, where are my trinkets on here? And one of them was my number two best trinket, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I like the other one more. Where is it on the list? It wasn't even on the list, so I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing this whole time? I need a new trinket. It wasn't even on the list. I'm like, nobody ever uses this one. And, and let me say, I showed this list to Slide, and that was a pretty long list, so it's kind of embarrassing on my part. What? Huh? Yeah, you never know. Um, the trinkets, trinkets are very hard to say when they are very variable. So maybe you found some secret that nobody else is onto yet. Maybe you are the new automatic jack. Well, I mean, it probably is me because this trinket in particular is from the first boss at Deza. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, Aaron, how about you? What you doing while this week? We asked uh, you halfway into the podcast. This week in the world of Warcraft, I did a bunch of amazing things many of which I'll go over maybe near the end of the show. But more importantly, there was one thing I did this week, and it was complete the quest! <gasps> for hat? I thought you already had your quest for hat. Nope. This is Dust Off Your Segments, kids. You thought this one wasn't coming back. It's the quest oh, no. for bat. Idiot soaring across the map. Find the mythic giant bat. He will travel through the sky. He will murder any guy. He will rampage all known things to soar upon chiropractic wings. He knows patience is a must. He knows that he'll have to trust. Blizzard, please ensure that he will win this quest for bat. I, I was going to okay. say, I don't think we ever had a theme for this because no, the segment died before it even theme. started. Yeah, we never had a theme for Quest for Bat, but I'm going to record it tomorrow. Okay. Wait, so so you got this motherfucking bat after all these months? I'm saying you're going to get <laughs> after, it? After, okay, so <laughs> to be transparent, <laughs> I said there was the Quest for Bat. The next week, I tried to get it, and I was like, fucking, you can't buy this mount on the auction house. I'm never going to get this thing. <laughs> Here we are, Immediate. six to seven months later. I just happened to be doing islands. And I was like, oh, I got something purple. And I looked, and it was the blood-gorged hunter. I was like, no fucking way. The the fact that you fucking didn't get it from the balloon boxes is crazy. You got it the old-fashioned way. In an era of, like, here you go, put in all your coins and get a, get a prize. You just fucking walked in there and just... Walked out of the island <laughs> was, with it. It was like the second one I did that day. I was like, do I even keep going? No, I think you're done with islands now. I'm just going to be at a handicap because I'm done with islands. What am I going to do? Get more bats? 
Oh my god, speaking of being in a handcuff of islands, this is crazy, and I don't know if I'm exposing one of our members of the Ray team on the internet, but I'm going to do it anyway. No, use an alias. Okay, there's somebody in our guild, he's a healer, no, I'm sorry, they're a healer, we're going to call them Al, and Al has never run that island in his life. Don't be so fucking rude! So much to the point in that he was like... Hey, so does it, can anyone tell me how many people can go into an island? And somebody was like, "Oh, it's up to up. It's three. And he was like, "Oh, I wouldn't know. I've never run one before." And I was like, "You've never done we've, an island? We've been out here for sixteen months, and my boy has never even wondered what Flynn is doing." And like at this point, Slide and I turned to each other, and we were like, "We thought we swore at some point." The game gave you a quest to do an island? Or are we, like, yeah. hallucinating that? I feel like it did. I I think it did. But he, he probably just did the quest forever ago and then was like, I don't need to do these ever again. And then just didn't. Which I think is both insane, but also super admirable. This man saw content that he, he was like, I don't care for this in the least. And I'm never going to look into what it is ever. <laughs> Not once. Well, I will say in his defense, the game also doesn't, like, be in your face. Here's something to do this week. And you're right. Islands are probably the most out-of-the-way thing. And I found his his armory right now. His Heart of Azeroth is 72.1. So he still has it at 70. Like, he's doing pretty good. I'd love... I'd love to goof on the fact that this man has not done islands, but that is very similar to how I treat like battlegrounds. When the turtle is like, do your four battlegrounds for the week, I'm like, what? I guess I'll just visit you again next week. That's me with pet battles. I'm still waiting to hear back from somebody, one of our listeners who has done the pet battle weekly. Please let me know. I need to know you people exist out there. The hardcore pet battling community. Hey, it's me, Pet Battler Joe. Whoa, Pet Battler Joe? What's going on? What's your favorite pet to battle? Uh, I gotta go. Oh, there's Pet Battler Joe. Uh, Maybe we'll see him again (laughs) next week. Pet Battler Joe is so shy. Hashtag gotta catch them all. I think his cue just popped or something. (laughs) Ugh, don't be nasty. Speaking of cue popping... Warlords of Draenor Time Walk-In is back, Biddy! Yeah, oh, you know it's our favorite week. Is it? Is it sad that I, I was at work again and I was like, what time walking starts? And if I do five time walkings, I can get my cache of random normal loot from the raid. So if I leave early, <laughs> I can get them in before I have to do my <laughs> old Doom dailies. Oh, God. I But I didn't. I did not use any time to go home early. But I did go home and I actually did run five wild dungeons right in a row and i literally was praying to the turtle i said turtle man please can you give me the vita trinket off of off of raw den please 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 i got fucking pants i don't fucking need <laughs> i already I'm, I'm wearing corrupted pants and i got bullshit for I just, nothing i just imagined the turtle turning around he comes back like pants and Alan just <laughs> sours. I was so... I, I convinced myself I was going to get this trinket, even though it's like a one out of like 2,000 chance of this one item being that one. I, I don't know. I guess Growlina, give us something here. Take us away so I can go pee. Hello, 
questioners, growling up back and ready to talk to all of you. My guest today is Claire Cher. So Claire, I ask you today, which of the new raid bosses are your absolute favorite? Well, I've only done the first wing on LFR, so I guess I have to do one of those. Um, I think I like the big bug one. Ah yes, the Prophet Sketra, a favorite of mine as well. What makes him your absolute fave? I like that his arms are all folded in the cloak thing. Looks really badass when he shoots magic at you, lol. I must agree. When do you think Blizz is going to allow us to have a cool-ass cloak like that? That's where I'm hoping this whole legendary cloak thing is going. Ooh, me too. Well, Claire, you've been lovely. Till next time, this has been Growl on the Prowl. <laughs> a toast to you, Growlina. Another cling. Excellent report. As always, we are now officially 11 out of 12 normal. Yeah, baby. Which apparently is realm 49th right now, which I don't, I just don't even understand that math. It's like, is there a sect of like people who are better that just straight up skip normal or? <laughs> That's a question I'll never know. And I'll find out before the end of this because I do want to know. Wait, are we really Realm 49th? I think that he's correct that people skip normal, and if you just don't do normal, you're not counting in the rankings, I'm pretty sure. Because that makes no sense. I'm still going to put on my bumper sticker that we're top 50, baby! Uno mas! <laughs> Uno mas! We downed a few new bosses last week and yesterday. We downed, I guess, six additional bosses since our last time speaking about it on the podcast. And... I'm not going to lie, I don't remember some of these fights at all. First off, we downed the Hive Mind, which I did not even realize it was called the Hive Mind, to be fair. <laughs> yes, this one I love the most, because as I was fighting I was fighting there it, for it. We fought a thing called the Hive Mind? Actually, I think you might have missed that one. I think that was the one boss you missed before you came in late. Hmm. I'm trying to think, because that fight, Amber, you're fighting some bug people. And then I was like, oh, what is this fight called? I have no... Oh, it's dead. We killed it. Okay. Maybe I'll remember this later. And I was like, oh, which fight was that one again? So that was the one where, yeah, as you said, there are like, I think, two giant bug people. And then there's these various different kinds of bug minions that come down. And you have, I guess there's a priority in which you have to kill them. But I honestly didn't feel like we struggled too hard on this one. We may have actually one-shot it. So I don't really know. This is interesting, because before, previously, Phoenix Fusion would struggle on maybe just about every single boss we fought, no matter what difficulty it was. And this time around, we are kind of blowing through boys' butts like it's no other. Yeah, definitely to be 11 of 12 in the first week and a half is a far departure from, and we referenced it last week, but the Nythandra that lasted two and a half months. It was, I mean, it wasn't that long, but it felt like it was that long. It was legitimately, I would say, maybe two and a half weeks, which is a lot of fucking days mm. going there and just getting nothing out of it. Wait, so after that, who did we kill next? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember who, what our, what our order Raden? was. Raden? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what our order was, but I think it was Raden next. Since, since we've recorded, we also fought the Ilganoths. 
because that was when I showed up. Okay, let's start with Raiden before we get to Ilganoth, which I have opinions. Raiden's fight, I remember very clearly, because he's the one who holds the one trinket that I want. This man, this poor man, has to be in the most uncomfortable pain in his life. Guys, one of his hands is a tentacle. The other hand is just an electromagnetic, like, Tesla coil. How? And with what hand do you guys think he wipes his ass with after he shits? Electric coil, for sure. What? Why? Why for sure? I don't think he wipes. I think that's part of his nasty new persona. Like, Nazoth's like, you can leave a little bit of crumblings on the backside. And he's like, <laughs> yes. Or he's just like, or if you want, you can tase him off with your new taser hand. He's like, oh, God, not my asshole. His fight, I remember being pretty clean, but it's just literally kill the electric ball, kill the shadow ball, kill the ad, and rinse and repeat, kind of. Yeah, I don't, I barely remember actually hitting Raden until he fell over, and I was like, I guess we hit Raden. Yeah, it felt like kind of a slow fight to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just because our comp is still like shaking out, and we probably have too many healers and not enough DPS still, but. I love how this week, remember, last week we had seven healers, approximately four druids, one holy priest, one holy pally, no, two holy pallies, and this week we lost, was it, one of our druids actually went shaman healer, because he saw how many druid healers we had, and the other one just couldn't show up to raid, I think? Yeah, and then Sin was too drunk, I think. Oh yeah, it was his wife's his wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Cynical's wife. Happy uh, birthday, Mrs. Cynical's wife. Cynical. Hopefully the two of you spent your day off on a farm because it's on farm is a thing, he says. <laughs> After every boss he kills, he says, I'm not on farm in his funny little accent. I love it. So yeah, I am picturing Sin and his wife on the back porch of their farm taking shots of tequila. Okay, well, it's funny because he literally said, guys, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to Raid tonight. Uh, I'm very drunk with tequila. And it was like 3 p.m. So I was like, cynical, there's no way you're going to make it if it's 3 p.m. And you're already, he, he ran two visions and he said, and that's why you never run them on tequila because you <laughs> fail your two missions in a row and you're out of keys. I was like, Sin, go to bed. You're not going to make it tonight. So after Raden, who did we kill? Because I, honestly, this always happens to me. We kill bosses on normal at the very end, and I forget completely what they even do. Yeah, it's because I feel like, especially at the beginning of a raid tier, we're all pretty outgeared for normal, so we just kind of don't even really dedicate ourselves to knowing or perfecting the mechanics. Uh, I want to do a little interjection here, because normally this guild is all about fun raiding, things will die when they die, we may take a little longer sometimes, and unnecessary longer other times, but we've added people to the skilled who are new and who don't know this stuff, who I, who I have made it clear to, hey, this is a kind of a fun guild, we're wacky, we're old, we're, we don't really care, we're drunk. A couple people were complaining hardcore about our pace yesterday, because there was a part where we had a cutscene to watch, and half of our team watched it, and half of our team got forcibly skipped Thanks, DBM, for doing that for me. I didn't tell you to do that. And when we got skipped, we had to fight the trash as all the healers got to watch the cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then all the healers were like, yeah, we're not skipping this. We're taking our time watching this night cutscene. Also, the cutscene paused because you guys were doing your fighting. So I'm like, hmm, I guess I don't get to see Rathion do his cool knife flips. 
Thanks, impatient people. Didn't have a choice. Like, I wanted to watch the cutscene, but then it never loaded. And then 80 mobs rush towards us from the beginning. I'm like, oh, God, no, where are our healers? And Amin literally says, well, I'm watching the cutscene. And I was like, no, please heal me. Yeah, but it was weird. I'd never seen an in-game cutscene lag before, but it did. It's very odd. Anyways, the next fight we did was Shadhar the Insatiable. And y'all remember this fight? No. Was he Very was big. he before yes, yes. Ilganoth? Shadhar is Soccer Boss. We no, already we talked about week. Soccer Boss. What? Soccer Boss was uh Inquisitor, right? We okay, so Wednesday we killed him and we killed Ilganoth. Oh my god. We killed yesterday we killed Raden and we killed the carapace of Nizoth. Yes, okay, so Shadhar is Doggy Boss. I remember literally zero about this dog boss. Other than he existed. Okay, so Shadhar is the two-headed dog-looking boss with tentacle eyes. Okay, so that's the one who has the shadow and fell, and he has different uh, types you have to stand in or something. These bosses died so quickly that it's honestly amazing. It just kind of felt like a normal, nobody threatened us like they normally do. Mm -hmm. We we normally come in, get our asses kicked. So for for this guild group to just clear out people without even thinking about who they are or, or watching any videos, us... It's just like, oh, okay. Not going to lie, I think a big part of it is that we have competent tanks now. I mean, that that have watched the fights and know exactly what they need to do. Exactly. The tanks have done their homework, which means that I never do. I mean, it's bad, but I've said it before. I purposely don't watch videos so I can experience the fight for the first time in the wild. And I love that feeling. Even though I know it's bad for my raid team, I still like it a lot. I've realized now I live my wildlife a very trial by fire kind of way. (laughs) I mean, and also there's no rush. We're (laughs) going to have a fair amount of time to complete 8.3's raid. Might as well, you know, do some goofs and gaffs while it's early. Well, and there's also never been a raid that's had so many goddamn apostrophes in their name. We have Nazoth, we have Drestagath, we have Ilganoth, we have Shadhar, all with ridiculous apostrophes in their name. Can we please get names like Brian the Insatiable or just Jason? That'd be great. <laughs> okay, so from this point forward, the next boss that we face was Drestagath, a.k.a. Jason. Oh, he's just that one Pokemon that I hate. He's like that fucking, like, that worm in bricks. Aaron, what's his name again? Wait, what What does it look like? Caitlin knows. It's her one that, the one, the one that she hates the most. The worm. Oh, rock yeah. Pokemon. It looks like Barnacle. Or but Barnacle. Barnacle B. She's basically just a big ass, like. But Barbaracle, she tells me. <laughs> he's just a big armored eyeball that will slam his eye into you and i'm like do you I, get out of I here i forgot that guy even existed i thought he was just ilganoth 2.0 yes that guy is just he's he's nothing and maybe he'll be something in like heroic but i saw him got my no gear off of him and then he immediately left my mind it was a real fuko situation I think all these bosses are going to be something on Heroic because Blizzard has been buffing them, apparently. I was listening to Starting Zone, and they were saying that a lot of bosses on Heroic just had a bunch of health piled onto them after the Mythic Raid teams cleared them out so quickly because mm. of how bad uh, Corrupted Gear is and of how like overpowered it can make somebody. So we came in at a really rough time that we're starting it, and we're going to get rolled by all these heavy health boys. 
Yeah, because I don't know if we said it already or not, but tonight we're starting on Heroic without clearing Nazoth, so we could very well have Jaina 2.0 here where we clear our way through Heroic and then never actually clear normal Nazoth until the night we clear Heroic Nazoth. Ugh. Also, can we talk about Nazoth? Because if there's one fight I do remember, it definitely is Karakus and Nazoth and just Nazoth, because I've never in my life been in a grosser raid environment <laughs> ever yeah he really do you do roll up to him and he's like here's my vagina and it's like yep that's that's definitely what that is yeah i was gonna say what is the opposite of phallic is it like yonic because like that's what this fight was and i know kata she asked the raid group has anybody seen that movie teeth and then everyone's like uh, <laughs> yeah and then and then she pointed out during the nazoth fight the like exit portal it literally looks like a vagina with teeth on it and i'm like Ew. i felt so bad because that whole entire time dolly was saying that same reference Hey, who's seen teeth? Who's seen teeth? And Kata came in and stole his joke at the last second, saying it once with the same the same exact joke. But people, but people listen to her. What was crazy is that that dungeon, that raid, is very yonic and phallic. There's vaginas everywhere. There's eyes everywhere. There's big tentacle dicks everywhere. Like, Nazoth is playing to all audience members right now. He doesn't give a shit who he corrupts. And it's yeah. nasty. Yeah, because during the Carapace fight, like, literally, Nazoth just whips out his tentacle dick. He's like, watch out, here comes a shadow of my dick. <laughs> I also love how on, on Carapace and Nazoth, when you're fighting him, he's like, Oh, now it's phase two. And he goofily runs into, like, Nazal's secret flesh tunnel. And Rathian's like, don't worry, boys. I'll burn a way through. And he literally, like, lights fire through Nazal's asshole that we all run through into this tight little narrow muscly canal where we have to pop Nazal's gross inside corruption pustules. It's I, so nasty. I was not a huge fan of that part where you just have to tickle his prostate until it gently opens. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, like basically, you're the doctor that's like trying to remove all of his STD warts and things, and I'm like, Ugh. I, basically, I felt very grossed out during this encounter. Yeah, it was a great job on the environment in there. Like, it just felt disgusting as fuck. One conclusion that can be drawn is that Nazoth is still daddy, but he is officially a nasty daddy. Yeah, like, why do we have to fight inside of him? Can we fight literally anywhere else? But speaking of nasty daddies, Ooh. it's time for 2020's first sexiest NPC of the week. Wait, who is it? This week's sexiest NPC of the week is... It's 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 King Pharos. Now we should get the name settled right now because this his name is King. It's spelled like Pharaoh. So is it King Pharos? I don't. Pharos. I'm I'm, I'm Pharos personally. Like how immune said it. Pharos. What if we just call him King Pharos? King Pharos sounds like orifice. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, King Feoris truly proves that six is better than one, and I mean working appendages.
<laughs> well, I hope he has a, a, one more than that many working appendages, if you know what nope. I mean. Unfortunately, he is. He lost his wife and he can't get it up. Oh, no. King Feoris. If, if, if you're not familiar with King Feoris, uh, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, this man lives in Old Doom. He's the leader of the Ramakanamanamanama, and uh, he's uh, giving uh, us... Uh, Waka waka. Get out of here. Phenomena. 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 I think the most important fact is how he hides his beautiful face under that kind of very intimidating, like, murder mask. It looks a little bit like one of those, like, plague witch doctor masks. I was going to say it's very sexy American horror story. You know what I mean? Oh, like coven season? Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm going to have official DNR think tank here. What do you think is under that dark, mysterious mask? Probably a cat. Yeah, I think I agree. But a I cool, think he's just a cat. big set of kissy lips, no eyes, <laughs> no nose, just the moist, most well moisturized lips you've ever seen, which is a big accomplishment in the deserts of old doom. <laughs> I hate the hate we're going with this, but I have no choice but to endorse his big kissy lips. Well, I mean, mm. now the mask makes sense. How else is he supposed to keep his lips moisturized and, like, from chapping from the hot desert sun? Like, yes, he just puts a whole mask over his lips, but that also leads us to ask, are the horns real or are they just part of the mask? What if... Hear me out now. What if he's pulling a teehee tummy tums and he's hiding his face because it's so beautiful? He knows if he were to ever take off the mask, everybody around him would become instantly infatuated with him. <laughs> so he hides are, it are so you nobody out sees it. Jack yeah. NPCs? He is right now. <laughs> Please, let me see your face. Please, let me see your face. <laughs> what was it that they were trying to sell in that episode? Combs, Combs for his beautiful, illustrious hair. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Let me see your face. So, <laughs> well, they were trying to sell Combs. I think... King Ferraris and his family are trying to sell BDSM harnesses because, like, <laughs> because you know he's rocking this one. Wait, why, why was I going to go the same exact route next? Because that boy's wearing a goddamn harness. <laughs> he's going the market days. He knows what he's doing. He's ready to walk around and proud in that harness. This this, this is King Ferraris, our first gay icon of the podcast. Hell yes. King Peoris fucking get it. Growlina wishes she could. <laughs> but he's not interested. All right, King Peoris. Congrats. You are officially our first 2020 entry into sexiest NPC of the year. Year, year, year. <laughs> slash world for the year. I'm going to bring you your delivery mail when I go down to do your dailies after raid. And with that, I think we're going to just kind of scoot on into our top two bottom boot medium moot of the week. Nice. All right, Aaron, give me your top two medium moot bottom boot. This week's top toot is... So Immune told our personal group that he was going for the flower crown. And when I told Cubbybub that, she was like, I want to do that. Can we do that? And that jump-started her new illustrious full 
World of Warcraft career. And she and I have been playing every night. She's actually been power leveling while I'm at work. I'm like, damn, it feels super cool to have a partner who is all about that wow. She's got her rogue right now running through Red Ridge. And I think this girl's about to be raid ready by like next month. She is. She now, is. Did she, did, did, did she turn around and give you bedroom eyes? Uh, no, yes no, she frowned at me because she was what? fighting. Well, she was fighting one of the giants guys and it did kill her, but it, it looks like they're friends now. She okay. says, yeah, she got one and now she's drinking. But more importantly, slide. What is your top toot? Bottom boot. Medium moot. I'm going to give my top toot. To the sliver of Nazoth, because once again, I tried to go out there and complete my shit. I was trying to cap my conquest because I wanted to get uh, an Azerite helm. And to do so, I was doing all the call to arms. I was doing against overwhelming odds. I was fighting Horde on every continent. And I got the sliver of Nazoth quest where it's kill 10 of your own members of the faction. So kill 10 alliance members. So I go to do it. I found a, a group. We were everything. We were a strike team in Najatar that would attack low-level alliance people at their weakest moment. <laughs> we, we literally would just swoop down, kill them, and fly the fuck up. Because we learned that if you, were, if you linger too long, holy shit, alliance absolutely hates when another member of their faction kills them. I have never seen the alliance rally to a point so fucking often when i had this goddamn quest it's ridiculous i mean it's crazy because the alliance won't help me if i'm getting ganked by the horde exactly but yet someone on their own faction is trying to get a goddamn title and some goddamn conquest and they're just like oh no we're gonna stop this shit immediately so i found a group we made it to eight out of ten alliance players killed naturally no cheating and we all died Except for one of us, a fucking rogue, who decided at the beginning of the fight they were going to hide instead of help what? us. So because they hid, because they hid, we did not get 10 out of 10. If they would have stood and fought with us, we would have had the numbers we needed and we all would have gotten Sora and off. So they hid and they were like, if you guys don't mind, can you guys just come to me and and I can kill you, and I can get the quest completed. And because we're all in a party, we can all see where we all are on the map. So all of us agreed, and we all said, yes, you can kill us, and then we will allow you to have the title. So we get there, and the fucking whispers start. Someone goes, he didn't do anything. He just hid. Somebody else goes, we have to kill him. He didn't do anything to help us out. <laughs> so literally, we all, we all surround this man, and we're like, okay, you can kill us. Remember, he's also 8 out of 10. So he needs to kill two of us, and he's good. He starts to kill one of us, and the druid healer gets really low. The druid healer, RP, walks up to him and begins to heal himself. He's like, what are you doing? Stop healing yourself. And at that moment, the other four of us surrounded him from behind and clobbered his ass to teach him a fucking lesson that rogues don't fucking win in this game, and you have to help your team. So we killed him and took away his Servant of Nazal chances for that day. And God. it felt so goddamn good. That is a short film in and of itself. Yeah, that man deserved it. Fuck him. All right, I mean, what do you got for your TTBBMM of the week? I'm a little conflicted this week. I am going to give a medium moot. 
which is a combination of a top toot and a bottom boot. Like, they kind of, so they kind of counteract each other. So, the bottom boot part of it is the quests in these new Nazalt regions that seem like they are so hard to complete. Like, the ones where it's like, find three chests and, like, you cannot find them or kill the rares that are like hard to spawn and they just takes way too much time so before i would just not do them if i didn't feel like it or if i didn't find them during the time that i was doing the other quests but then the top two part of it is that they upped the amount of essences that you get from it so now i feel like i have to do it so because like it's more worth it so now i'm still just like conflicted so it's a medium mood that's no, more than that, fair you get a lot of uh what are they called coalescing uh coalescing visions coalescing essence essences is that what it is i don't know there are so many currencies i don't i just don't know but let me tell you if you're in war mode you get more of them if that helps yeah i think i'm almost to the point where i can turn war mode on again i'm just a little scared still oh let me tell you it's beautiful out there. Grab life by I've... the haunches, baby! Stick it and rip it! You know I'm death-gripping that shit into me and hitting them with my little gross disease sword. Eh. Alright, but seriously though, we have raid soon, so we, we, we gotta end this recording. But before we go, I just want to put it out there. The mythic stage of this boss, I'm betting all my chips, it's Sylvanas. Three Warbringers, three raid bosses. But Because I feel like by next week, it's going to be over, and this these words will mean nothing. But I'm putting it on this podcast now, just so you guys can register it in your books. Thank you. Okay, but so if you guys have any questions, complaints, emails, comments, concerns, anything, you can send it to us at do not relent pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on Twitter at do not relent pod. What about you guys? You can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can follow our podcast Instagram account on Instagram at do not relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big a Cheesy on Twitter, and you can follow our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. We'll see you guys next week, and remember Another Down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>